Welcome to the third episode of the Line Podcast. I'm Lester Bullock, your host, and uh, today, today is a very special day because we got not one, but two people who are going to be here talking a uh, certain something about video games and a new trailer. That's, so we got, uh, that's we got double the amount of people that yeah. you had guest starring last week. Yeah, I know. That was uh, Josh Martin returning. Welcome back, Josh. Good to be back, Lester. So uh, excited. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And then we have uh, James Snyder. Who, I, I am uh, also here, yes. He is also here. He is uh, He's local to St. Pete, Florida, one of my friends here. Uh, he's, uh, he's a writer. He writes for short films and uh, like commercials, right? I do that. I have recently written some commercials. Tell, tell yeah. us uh, like like a little bit about yourself. Oh, well, I didn't know that was going to be a thing that I had to do, but... Well, uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, I'm a little bit of a nerd. I like films, and uh, I wait, watch way too much television. Dabbled in video games when I was younger and comic books. Haven't done so much lately, but the knowledge is still there. Right, it's, it's all still up there, so I got it if I need it. <laughs> all right, so uh, let's just uh, kick this thing off. Uh, little, what we'll be talking about today is uh, we decided that we're going to talk about a little bit of the video games, and then. Uh, Talk about some certain horrible trailer that we saw, which we'll be in, which we'll talk about later. Well, it was the, um, the PlayStation experience or whatever it was this weekend, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The PlayStation the, experience, yeah. PlayStation. The plane, yeah, PlayStation. PlayStation. Yes. Okay. So we'll, I'm like, making did, sure that I didn't. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no, it's about planes, not play. Plane station. PlayStation. Yeah, trains the, new, and the new Cessna Snesna is coming out soon. Snesna. Snesna. Oh, that's gonna be the new fun. 747 is coming out soon. That's gonna be awesome. <laughs> nah. The graphics on that thing. No, but they released some uh, great uh, movie or uh, games coming out. Like they showed some trailers. Uh, we saw the uh, Batman trailer. Did you guys check that one out? Uh, I didn't. That's the only one I didn't see. Um, I, I also have not seen it. Uh, I've seen I mean, all the other ones. I know ones. it's going to be amazing. I don't really need to. Well, you've seen the old trailer, right? Sure. Yeah. You know? well, the, I didn't see. I haven't seen the Ace Chemical ones or any. The, any of that the, stuff. It's, I, I just saw the Ace Chemical ones a couple days ago, and it's it's really interesting that they're really showing off this new Batman Arkham Knight being uh, very much being inside the Batmobile. Like, you look at this Batmobile, and you look at the gameplay footage of, like, there's a gun it's on like top. It's like a tank, right? It's a tank, right. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's like the Tumblr from the new Batman movies. But, but like, even, giant fucking guns all over. But even right. tankier. Yeah, right. even tankier <laughs> and than it, the Tumblr. And it, it kind of makes me, first thought goes to my mind. I'm like, I thought Batman wasn't supposed to kill people. Like, this thing, it shoots tanks. I actually, I, I read, I read a, um, in Game Informer, I think is the one where they had the Arkham Knight as the cover story. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like the biggest scapegoat answer to that question, because that was one of the questions they asked the, I mean, it might not be Game Informer, but um, it was like, why are there guns all over the Batmobile? Because Batman's not supposed to kill, and the trailer like explicitly shows him shooting people, like shooting bad guys right. on the fucking street. And they were like, oh, well, the, the Batmobile automatically when you target a civilian it switches to non-lethal rounds and i was like that makes a lot of sense <laughs> there's, a, yeah. there's a rail gun on top of it a rail gun 
like, it's, yeah, it's it like, them, like, oh yeah, it shows them like obliterating gun. fucking like, uh, like convoys of trucks. And stuff. But let me get this straight: you guys are totally fine with in prior games. You can dive off the tallest building in the entire scenario and dive bomb a person. Batman's fine. That person supposedly lives, but guns is like all of a sudden like that's lethal. Yeah, because yeah, he's, he's hospitalized. He learned his lesson, and he's gonna have to. Yeah, learn I always said like Batman's kind of a dick. Like in some cases, like he should probably just kill these dudes because he's. Like they're far especially, worse off. Yeah, especially in like the first two Arkham games when he does like he breaks people's legs in like seventeen places. <laughs> yeah, like their yeah. pelvises are just destroyed and they'll never walk again. Yeah, anytime the game goes you know. into slow mo, you know that guy's life is wrecked. He's yeah. just got to get prosthetic. He like paralyzes legs. people from the necks down for like petty theft. Man, yeah. I, I hope that they're not on Obamacare. <laughs> I mean, come on! You're like, oh, seventeen broken bones. What are you doing? They've oh, got that uh, crime goonie insurance. I think that's pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I remember when I was playing Arkham Asylum the very first time. Like one of the first times you fight anybody, like you just get locked in this room by the Joker, and the prisoner's cells open and they step out. And um, I remember just going to, to that was like the town very on first him. scene. It's the very, very first scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just going to town on them and fucking wailing on these guys when they didn't do shit. Like all that happened is their doors open and they stepped out. Right. And, like, yeah. for all I know, this dude over here, Fred, is in for, like, tax evasion. Tax evasion, Like, he's right? never yeah. heard anybody but, in his but, life. Wait, wait a minute. But wait I fucking minute. You're in Arkham him. Asylum. It's not like they're putting tax evaders in But there. they specifically do say that the, the prisoners there were relocated from Blackgate, which is the prison there. So uh, they could have been in prison for so any number of things. Either. Why they are inexplicably buff, that remains to be seen. But they could, they could be in super buff. Right, there's no one that's, like, really weak that gets arrested in Gotham. It's only super buff dudes. It takes, like, a lot of physical fitness to be a criminal. Well, and, and what made those games wonderful is the flying around aspect and zip lining and you know especially yeah, sure. in Arkham that, City. Arkham City was my shit. That being said, like how much of that do you do? Uh, you you've seen that in what three games so far? Like the the, the 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 vehicles is the one thing that they haven't really done. These games have done everything else really well up until now. I don't think it's ridiculous to kind of bring a new feature in and bring it in strong. And I right. I, 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 mean, I mean I'm faithful in that. Like, I, I mean, think that's a good in, idea. In all the movies and anything you've seen, how how many times have you seen the Batmobile be like out of commission? Like you've seen it probably right. once. Uh, with the penguin destroying, trying to you know, destroy. Then I think the Dark Knight doesn't it get blown up. I, the Joker blows it up with one RPG. Yeah, that sounds right. right. And then he right. has to he has to like switch to the yeah, like, switch to the bat pod or whatever the ridiculous bicycle thing that he's got. Yeah, right. But I mean, I just hope that this game doesn't overpower it. You know, but yeah. But I mean, I think I think um, for me, the Batmobile has always been like criminally underused. Right. And if it were me, movies. I would go straight comic book Batmobile. Like, especially these games, they do such a good job taking the more ridiculous aspects of the Batman character and translating them so well to a grounded world um, in, in a way that, like, the Chris Nolan movies to- totally neglected and just, just totally took all the fun parts out of it and said, oh, no, this is grounded. It's gritty. But the, the Arkham games took it and made it grounded, but still fantastic. I would love to see that, like, flying around, like, Batmobile that he has in the comic books that's, just, like, ha- like, part helicopter, part hovermobile. Well, like the Batwing? Yeah. Yeah, like it's like the it's kind of like the Batwing in the comics. I want the Batboat, but it's like a flying car. It's yeah, like, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the game you get an upgrade where you can like right. hover around, like you know. That would be right. really cool. Like, I just and, then, hope, and then you would get those aspects where you can glide around the city right. in the Batmobile. I, I did just you, hope did, that did they do. You, did you guys play Origins? Uh, I I, I played a couple. Asylum, but I, not Origins. I played a couple uh, levels of origins and i was very displeased with it it's it's weird because it's like it's almost a carbon copy of arkham city but set in like a way less interesting time right and setting like it's still gotham city 
but it's weirdly like disconnected. Like you don't, it, it feels like, like you said, it feels like levels, like a series of levels rather than like Arkham City was a bit like of a sandbox. Open world. Yeah. yeah, but even though you're still in that sandbox, it still feels weird for some reason. But I'm going to spoil it for you guys. Please do. If you don't care. Like, spoilers, you guys. You've actually already told me. Um, hey, wait a minute. Uh, spoilers. Uh, we're going to be talking about spoilers here. So if you don't want to know the spoilers for. Skip forward five uh, minutes. If, yeah. But um, half an hour. Anyways, like the the Black Mask is supposed to be like the big villain in in Origins, mm-hmm. and halfway through, uh, you find out that the Joker had killed Black Mask and just took over his position. So it's the Joker underneath the Black Mask. So he just like, oh hey, surprise with the fucking Joker. But and, it, um, wasn't that just like uh, Arkham City? Yeah, it's the same twist in Arkham City. Yeah, right. That's because actually one of the weakest like, points it, of the games is they rely too heavily on the Joker. On the Joker, and yeah. they they need to, they and have then, such a huge cast of villains. And that's because they killed him off in the second game at the end. They killed him off, air quotations. But, um, and then I guess they were like, when they went to make the third one, they were like, well, shit, you know, like Black Mask, nobody knows who that is. We might as well make him the Joker. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised because Arkham Knight is like is supposedly the new villain created for the game. He wasn't I, in any of the I comic books know. or anything. So I wouldn't I be surprised know. if halfway through the movie, the Joker steps out of the fucking Arkham Knight exosuit. Well, you see, the thing is. It's like, surprise, I'm alive. <laughs> you, you didn't see the. Um... You didn't see this new trailer for the chemical. Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah. I didn't. Well, the, they're relying heavily on um, on um, uh, Scarecrow. So it's yeah, a, that's it, right. Yeah, I heard that. It, it, it's going to be. It's not the main villain, though. It, it's not the main villain. It's just what they showed in this trailer. It was like well, that's you good. Know, the Scarecrow wasn't even in Arkham City or Arkham Origins. He was in Arkham City, but only as a. Uh, it was like his mask was in. It, yeah, right? it was I mean, like, like a cameo. He, yeah, yeah, it was his cameo. But right. the one, the one great thing about Batman is you get so many different villains. At least with uh, Arkham uh, Asylum or Arkham City, um, you got to go around and do like Riddler's quest and everything. Right, right. And and Batman has the best rogues gallery of any superhero, like hands down. Like well, no, the I only mean, person who even comes close is Spider Man. The Arrow has killed off a lot of those guys. <laughs> yes, continuity yeah. wise. Yeah, they they failed that city. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would, you know, the the um, specials that they had, like, in Arkham City and the other ones, where you, like, got to race around the town by flying. Mm-hmm. I am looking forward to, however, racing the Batmobile around the city. Through, like, little VR loops. That yeah, VR. Yeah. Be like, drifting it and, you know, having that little aspect to it. It would be really fun if, like, the Flash showed up and you had to, like, like race him, like, if he was fucking with you. Yeah. And he was like, it was like, hey, let me show you really how to how to use this thing. Let's 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 take the brakes off that bad boy and see what it can do. See, Shit like that. I, I really wonder, with movies going in the aspect of, like, let's do, like, the Avengers, the Civil, you know, the wars and Infinity Wars and everything. When are video games going to get there? That's actually one thing I was, I was going to say. I, I have always wanted that Arkham game. I have always wanted that because you have so many great DC uh, heroes that don't that, that don't need uh, like a, an entirely different skill set change to right. bring them into this world. It would be very easy for Nightwing to show up. It would very be very easy for Batgirl or Robin or any of the well, they, Batman I know. They, they, cast. They, they, but then they, also they, Arrow and Speedy and Arkham and Nightwing had the DLC in the in the last game. Yeah, yeah but I mean that's a cop out. Like I'm yeah. saying, like it would be really great if you were playing uh, Arkham Knight and then you were like, oh hey, my buddy's over, and then I plugged in and then I got to be the fucking Green Arrow. Yeah, you see, what I'm saying it yeah. would it would take almost no gameplay change at all. All it would be is a skin change, but uh, just minor tweaks here and there yeah right but what Instead if, of like what about, rings, he shoots arrows. arrows exactly what about a game starting from start to be you know having multiple players is like you exactly know, like if you were if we we're gonna play avengers uh you would be the hulk i would be you know um 
uh, whoever. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty of other events yeah. to choose from. Hey, I, hey, I'm just drawing a blank here. Leave me alone. Uh, I'd, I'd be uh, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, there you go. Black Widow. Yeah, but again, no, no, no. I just want to be Scarlett Johansson. That game. I didn't like Scarlett Scarjo. Yeah, you're just walking around taking What's movie the jobs. get naked button? <laughs> <laughs> Where's that cheat? Look it up online. Yeah. No, what's the, yeah, what's the what's the the combo to take your shirt off? But that game would be incredible. That game would almost be like too good in my opinion. Like well, an open world sandbox where you could have different characters, each one of them having a different skill set and different power sets with different. Uses. Well, I mean, that, I guess that would Marvel be like game? Huh? the Lego Marvel game. I really, really wanted to because I watched you play it and I it looked like that. It was awesome. It's like even 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 like four kids Lego style. It was still right, right, awesome and just. Like a little bit more finesse, like some more, like something with an actual like uh, combat system that was a little bit more in depth than just like one button punching. You know, yeah. I mean, they have those MMO RPGs online. That's where just it's, yeah, it's it is stupid. It's like I, I'm I'm not a person who goes on like I need to join a guild of superheroes to beat the other team. <laughs> You know? I played. I've actually played DC Universe Online for a while, and I, I liked it. The uh, only it reason I played it was because it was free on my PS4 on the yeah. PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, I played it for a little while too. And I was just like, I'm bored. I just liked being the super speed characters and running over buildings, like a, like a, up the walls <laughs> and then over the top, yeah. and then you just jump off. See, I made the super speed character, and I would just run over like the little shit on the street, like the benches. Yeah, you'd just be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, over yeah. a bench. <laughs> or, yeah. or heaven forbid, you accidentally hit a uh, a street light because the then you just like, yeah, yeah, you, you get stuck on it, it yeah. and you like race around the yeah. the pole. It's the silliest thing. Like but... I want to see that episode of The Flash, like looping over the fucking. Like, what, what do I do if I jump off? I could accidentally kill a human being. I can I can break the sound barrier and like <laughs> destroy this entire block. He runs on it so fast that it just starts melting and drips down on the street. Uh, yeah, but Batman Arkham Knight looks really good. Um, what it, else is coming out soon? Like what? What? What else? They well, they, Uncharted. The, they did Uncharted. They did Uncharted. Like, I did, um, I'm not a huge Uncharted fan. I love Uncharted. Barrels all day. Barrels. <laughs> Barrels. Um, but no, Uncharted is like probably one of my top five video game series. Right. Yeah, and it's it's weird with Naughty Dog is weird in general because like you could go back and play uh, like Crash Bandicoot, and you could see. <laughs> Wait, what? You could play as Crash Bandicoot? No, no, I'm no saying Cra- Naughty oh. Dog made Crash Naughty Bandicoot. Dog oh, okay. I thought Bandicoot. you were saying yeah. you could play as Crash Bandicoot in a game. No, if you, if no you... that would be incredible. Crash Bandicoot beating the shit out of people, yeah, like yeah. shooting people. Yeah, but um, no, if you go back and play that. And then you play Uncharted, you can see like the roots of Uncharted in Crash Bandicoot, like really clearly. Like, yeah, there's really there's literally even a level of Crash Bandicoot where you're running away from something and barrels come out and you have to jump over them and yeah. shit like that. Like yeah. those those chase scenes and stuff from the early platformers. Yeah, and I think it's cool. Uncharted is really cool because it's got a cool mix of like old school style adventure and platforming mixed with like the modern kind of shooter action hero thing, and they they strike a really good balance between that. And they're just they're fun to play, and the the stories are usually pretty good and. I don't know, man. Like, I got a soft spot for like Indiana Jones style like adventure stories. That right. Is, they hit me on like all the right levels. So Uncharted Four looks fucking amazing. Uh, obviously, like the graphics are fucking rad, and it. it's just all it looks really cool. Looks really good. You get, like a grappling hook, and you like he's like jumping around and like grappling on the shit and flying around and kicking dudes in the face. And, <laughs> it's badass, dude. Uh, it's awesome. How, how good are the kicking people in the face physics? Uh, I mean, I've never seen equal kicking in the face physically. Well, he, here's here's what I want to know. What keeps you coming back to it? It's coming up to be Uncharted, what is four. it, four? Yeah. 
it, it seems to me like it's pretty much the same game. Like, they from are, an outside perspective. They are really similar, dude, but it's... Is the story that good? What key, What? Why did you watch all three Indiana Jones movies? Because they... I guess they uh, kept me enticed with the story. Yeah, it's like a mix between story and I love the characters. Um, and I, I think like the, just the technology behind it is really cool. And I think you can have a formula for a game. And, uh, and I don't think you need to mess with that just to bring new elements in. I think the challenge is, is finding new ways to utilize that formula. Uh, and I think that's always where the fun in, in video game sequels lies. Is okay, we have this base in, pl- in place and we're going to manipulate it in little ways to try and improve right. on it. But but let's see what, what different situations we can use this in. What, what can we put Drake into now to try and uh, create something new with the same formula? And I think that's where the fun is. Now, can you just jump into Uncharted? Like, I've never played 1, 2, or 3. If I was to play your copy, would I know what's going on? Or would I have to... Have you started at at Uncharted 4? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the story's like. I assume... Like, previously, like, if you started... You played 3, and so could you start out at, you know, one of these? The problem I I, have with... I think so. I think because... Each, each game has a big enough cast of like returning characters and new characters. They're one-off stories, um, but you get obviously you get the full story if you play all three. But you could you could go in and you could play three and understand what happening what's happening in that particular story arc, but maybe not get everything out of it. You know. But I mean, I obviously would recommend playing them all. They're all really fucking good. They're awesome. Right. Yeah. Because it, it's just you know I just want to if I wanted to start playing it I want to make sure you know if I'm playing it I'm getting the whole feel for it if that makes that means i have to play it back on what ps1 or two no they've all been on ps3 oh they all been on ps3 wow yeah it's a pretty three on ps3 wow yeah well you guys i mean the this console generation was nine years long yeah true it was like the longest console generation since the um like the first like since the atari except for i felt like the wii u the wii you uh to the wii u was very short yeah, well, I mean, the Wii U only came out one year prior to Xbox One and PlayStation, right? Well, the Wii U came out one year but, prior. But the Wii also but, came out earlier than, than the PlayStation 3 really? and Xbox, yeah. I thought it came out later. No, I think you're right. I think it did come out It came first. out earlier. Yeah. Wow. Either way. I specifically remember because... Um, uh, Twilight Princess was going to be a GameCube game, and they oh, were, yeah, yeah. they waited for the Wii released, and they they ported yeah. it, so it took like an extra year to come out. And they're, I was so they're, pissed about it. I, I was watching a video actually about um, one of the new Zelda games for Wii U. Yeah, yeah. I haven't played one since Twilight Princess. Well, there's only the, been one. The, wait, I haven't played Twilight Princess or Skyward Sword. Oh, the, Twilight Princess was good. I, I didn't I, play Skyward Sword yet. I think it's Zelda for Wii U or Zelda Wii U or whatever the name is. Zelda I know exactly which one you're talking yeah. about because when they when they showed the trailer, everyone thought Zelda was the main character because yeah, because yeah, cause yeah. Link looked very effeminate in it. Right. Yeah, and I I think that would be awesome. <laughs> I, I would mean, be a good choice. Right, I would fucking love but that. But the the new Zelda like Wii U that you're showing like how massive the skate like for a Nintendo game. You're like, right. look how far, you know, you're riding a horse. And they're like, they're even showing off the uh, head of Nintendo and head of Z- the Zelda game. Like, oh, look, if you're riding a horse through a forest with Zelda, you're not going to run into a tree. 
Because horses don't run into trees. <laughs> it's like, I was like, that makes sense. The horse just walks right into the trees. They're, they're like, the horse won't fall off the cliff either. I'm like, well, that's kind of, I, I, that's one thing I always do in video games. Like, can I walk the you horse off the cliff? Off How cliff? much dumb stuff can I get away <laughs> right. with? Can I get away? Yeah, like Red Dead Redemption, you're riding the horse, the first thing you do is just jump off the biggest thing that you can find <laughs> and jump off of. I ran yeah. it into the train. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, is this horse going to be that dumb? Oh, man. They didn't announce anything of the uh, well, no, because that was not PlayStation. Obviously, that's stupid. Thing. <laughs> but the way, yeah, the, but no, yeah. As far as games coming out, that would probably be the highest on my list. I love Zelda. Zelda. I love Zelda, and like I said, I was really excited when they showed that, that trailer. I would love a, a Zelda-centric Zelda game. Like that would be so cool. That that would almost sway me to go and buy a Wii U. What if it was like, a Zelda game where you played a Zelda, you had to rescue Link? That's what I'm saying. I would love that. I would actually. Uh, Wind Waker is my favorite Zelda game. Uh, is my favorite one, and it has so many flaws. But the I, I love it so much because of the 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 characterization of both Link and Zelda in that game is just unrivaled. Wind Waker was awesome, but you played the GameCube version. Oh uh, yeah, I played the GameCube. The version. Wii U version is uh, even better. For Wind Waker? Yeah, because they took out. There's that whole quest at the end where you have to find yes. the three pieces of the Triforce. Very very long. They right. took that out, or they didn't take it out, but they redid the whole quest, so you don't have to like go out and find them, follow the treasure maps. You don't have to literally scour ocean. the whole yeah, ocean. Yeah, yeah, they they changed that a lot. So. Oh, that'd be cool. Could they do a Zelda type game with Mario and the Princess Peach? What do you mean? Like actually, you, you know, uh, Mario is very level driven. Yes. What if we had a, like, Mario was out trying to save Princess as Link is saving, you know, Princess, like, Princess Zelda. You mean like a, like a Zelda-esque? Yeah. Free roam, not free roam, but like overworld into a dungeon type thing? Yeah, with, with like Mario. the dungeons and have it's Bowser. Mario 64, yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. Mario 64 thing. is very much level driven. Yeah, but and it's, it's the not, same thing as Zelda. You have the overworld Zelda, and you jump Zelda is level driven as well. The levels are just bigger. That's the only well, difference. Like, I remember Zelda on 64, and that was more like you had to figure out where to go, what to get, puzzles, more of the dungeon-esque. Mario you know? 64 is really similar to that. Mm. Open, I, I, like, how you open up new worlds is very similar. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a hub world, and you have to solve the puzzles in the hub world to open up the next level of the... But I see what you're saying. Like I think it, it's just like more Zelda. episodic. I think the only difference right. is length of those levels. Yeah, like in Zelda, you at least have to, like, you couldn't open up certain places until you had, you know, the item from the next dungeon and you had to go back. Yeah, it's a little bit more of a point-and-click adventure. Yeah. But obviously more advanced than that. Yeah. Well, um, what game was a huge uh, disappointment in the online universe is um, Assassin's Creed Unity. Have yeah. you heard? Have you heard the backlash about it? Yeah, I actually. Well, I think I didn't buy that game. My, my girlfriend bought it for me. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan, and I'm enjoying it. Um, but yeah, I did try to play one match on co-op, and it was like it played at like 12 frames a second. Oh man! And I, like, yeah, it was like impossible to play. So. I actually had something I wanted to bring up to you recently that I thought would be pretty cool because uh, I, I, I've only ever played the first one and I loved it. I thought it was really cool and I've wanted to play all the other ones and I haven't. I've never done, uh, never actually got around to it. But, uh, you know, when I played the first one, I remember being like so stoked to eventually get to the, the, the present, you know, because that's Desmond is in that. And I, I have since learned that they basically abandoned that story. Um, but how cool would it be if we eventually did get that game and we get that game where it's Assassin's Creed set in the present and you're the assassin and you finally do that but then at the end of that game you wake up and you find out that all Even of this the yeah, and then it, it's actually yeah. in the future and it was, and then every time they just keep going further <laughs> in the future and then the, and then the one after that from at the end of the future is you wake up and you crawl up like a post-apocalyptic world yeah. and, it's like, <laughs> and it's like even further in the future see that that would be awesome because at this point Assassin's Creed is just like it's 
it's almost like Call of Duty at this point, where it's just every every other iteration is just getting like tiny, tiny little modifications. Um, but like, there's some big changes, like Black Flag, like the the second latest one, not Unity, but right. the one before yeah. that. Black Flag looked incredible. Had the like the pirate ship battles, the ship combat, and that was one of my favorite games of, that, that, uh, the, of last generation. Just watching you play that, I was it fascinated. Was, yeah, a, it was lot of my fr- a lot of my friends said Black Flag was what brought them back to yeah. the franchise, but. What the fuck is up with this? Because in Unity, like it, it, it goes back, uh, it goes to Paris, but there's no ship combat. There's no any like the, any of the cool shit. Any that of the Black new Flag, stuff they yeah. brought in. Like it, I would have right. I would have been happier if instead of doing uh, the next installment in Assassin's Creed story, they just did a fucking pirate game, right? Based yeah. on Black Flag, where you create your own pirate and you just sail around and like rape and pillage shit. <laughs> but, but again, with the Assassin's Creed games, that was the uh, originally that was the concept. It's like okay, let's do let's see how many different time periods we can set this story in and play with these mechanics. But at what point, if you've abandoned that story, at what point do you just abandon that ruse and just say, hey, we created a really cool mechanic. We don't need the ruse of oh we're going back in time anymore why don't you just make more games with the great mechanics that you've built yeah, in, in, in 3 they totally like they wrapped that story in 3 and in Black Flag they almost completely abandoned it it was just like a couple first person segments and then right. in Unity it's relegated to just cutscenes now like you li- you don't play anything in the future at least not to the point where I've got I'm probably like halfway through the game but it's it, they're just cutscenes between acts and it's like What's the point? At, you know, at that point, like, why is it even? Why are you even breaking if, the immersion of you being this person in in right? If Paris? you're not building to that story, yeah. if you're not building to some kind of epic grand scale, I mean, maybe they are, but if you're not building towards it, then what the hell are you doing that for? Why don't you just yeah. create more games? Like, there's no reason you can't create Unity, but also create a Black Flag sequel with the mechanics that you built. And well, just they, they did do a Black Flag sequel, but it's P, it's PS3 and Xbox only. Mm-hmm. They did. They did Rogue right. Assassin's Creed. So, so Rogue. some little DLC that they didn't really get much. It was, of it's not DLC. It's a standalone. I thought it was a DLC. It's a standalone. Hmm. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, the it's it's really interesting because I got to demo um, Assassin's Creed Unity at Comic Con. Now I didn't get to play it. I got to see you know the person who works for uh, Unity play yeah, it, and they're like playing it on the full computer developer's computer right. and it, it ran smoothly ran nicely uh, you know it's of course it's only one level that we see playing it on optimal conditions right exactly but then when it came out you just hear all these uh bad bad things that come in that the upcs or their faces are missing that they're interrupting cut scenes that uh i any amount of things, but I feel like that's a lot more with the PC version than the than the console versions. Is no, that, is I, that? I haven't had any like I haven't had any of the cases of the people's faces not showing up, but I've seen the, I saw the pictures on. <laughs> yeah, that's online. all I know about. Yeah, it it's is. like it's like just hair, eyeballs, and a mouth. And right. There's nothing, <laughs> and it's like terrifying. I keep waiting. Like I want it to happen so bad, so I can just be like throw the controller down and be like, yes, I'm done. And I can walk away from the game at that point. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, it's it's like. It's all that stuff does happen, but I still can't bring myself to say that it's not a good game or that I don't really enjoy it because I love it so much. Right. I love the series so much. It, it, it is a good series. It took me a little bit to get into it. And, you know, I, the first one, I, I just couldn't get into it really that well. Uh, but now that, you know, the series progressed, I, I think it's a good series overall. Yeah, even though Unity, it, it's almost like a huge step back in the franchise for me because they take out the pirate battles and and they it goes back to just being in 
just the one city, like the like the first game, you right. had three cities. But so far, I'm right, right. I'm halfway through the game, and you're only in Paris. Sure. You know, which which I think is weird, but like can, I said, can, I still love can it. Can they? I wish they'd stop doing just one thing for me. Change it up so that you're not jumping into hay barrels. Yeah, that's fair, because you would, like, break your fucking leg if you tried right. that in real life. <laughs> right, but it's like, uh, for how many games? Five, six that's games all now? Of them. Every, every, every all of them. Every single one of them. Yeah. Figure out a new way to have the fucker jump off the roof and get onto the ground safely without getting into fucking hands. I mean, Give he like already... a grappling chain or something. Right, or he already met Leonardo da Vinci. All you had to do was explain away some, like, ancient super boots. You know what I mean? Like, I think <laughs> in the second one you got parachutes. Oh really? I'm pretty sure you yeah. got like a like an ancient parachute or some shit. Yeah, which um, which is really great. Like like I, yeah, just have Da Vinci build him some fucking spring loaded boots and be done with it. Like Mario he, movie style. Yeah, exactly. Here's where I want this series to go for the next game. I want it to go to Nazi Germany and try to assassinate Hitler. You actually do go to World War II at some point in, I, in right, Unity, but, but it's like a throwaway thing. Right. Exactly. Uh, they already announced the next one's going to be in Victorian London. Nah, screw that. I but want, again, I want like, Nazi like Germany. Like, that would be so much fun. Nazi Germany. Like, right. That would be so cool. And then you could, eat, and then you might even be able to use the, the same ship mechanics, the same ship combat mechanics for tank combat. That would be uh, so you would, awesome. You would not just be able to do tank. You'd probably be able to do air. Exactly. Like air, do, Yeah, aerial combat. Do or, something new. Right. You still could do like naval combat in, in the World War II. Right. But just imagine right. just imagine being that character, being that assassin, and having like those World War II dogfighter planes flying you over a combat zone, and then you just dropping down like into a hay barrel. Into a hay barrel. Yeah. <laughs> into a hay barrel. You <laughs> oh, four, stole four, a joke. Yeah. 14,000 feet, and you land in a hay barrel. Exactly. Yeah. You, get, you get somebody's fun, not even an in shot. like, hey, guys, yeah. what's going on? I didn't. Yeah, I hope I just, you didn't see that. I, I just I love the series so much, but it's so <laughs> frustrating to me that you know they have such an awesome, clever mechanic. And like you said, at this point, they can throw away their their assassins versus Templar storyline and just you know make these Assassin's Creed games in any time period that they want, and they'll work and they'll be fun. In any time period, any location. I mean, you could do I, anything. They yeah. they uh, they should get away from the whole future esque you know Desmond exactly. Like, just well, like, that's been I, gone. That's been, right, been gone since well, the right. third game. Or whoever is in the future now. It's like, you know, it's just get away from that. It's not needed. I, like, I you actually could, feel I, the opposite. I don't I just, I'm sick of the past. I wanna I wanna see some actual progression. I wanna see I, something new. I like how different is Victorian England from the Paris that you're playing now from the fucking second game. It's right? not it's, 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 it's yeah, the same like the sec- thing. Yeah, the second <laughs> game is in Italy. The the Unity's in Paris. The next game's gonna be in London. Like they what, are they, they're just going to go through every like major part of Europe. Yeah, every major city. Next, next we're going to see Russia in the same exact goddamn time period, and it's <laughs> going to be the same game. Yeah. Right. One thing I did like about the future stuff, though, in in Black Flag, is that it was really meta. Yeah. Because right. the future character that you were, you were an employee at the video game company <laughs> that was making the Black Flag video game. No. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's hilarious. So it's kind of cool. And there's even a part like right at the very beginning when you walk in. And uh, they play a commercial on like the TV wall inside the building where they're advertising the last Assassin's Creed game. Oh my and I god! Thought, you know, so, they, so what they're implying is that Ubisoft don't... actually has this technology, yes, and that's how yeah. they build each game. Yeah, that's really fun. So it's kind of clever, uh, kind of meta at that point. And the 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 video game company that you work for in the game is based in Montreal, where Ubisoft is. Okay, so that actually is really it was kind of neat. Um, but yeah, Assassin's Creed is uh, it's a game. That's for sure. That's my verdict yeah, yeah. on that. I, Good I, point. I, I yeah. got that's one of the games I got to buy and play. It's all it's on my list 
Maybe I'd Santa will bring it, it for you, me. You can borrow Unity from me if you want. I mean, I'm sure I'll finish it sometime soon. Cool. Maybe don't I start be- with the one that he said is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, three is the worst of the bunch. Which one is that one? Uncharted. Uh, American Revolution. Oh, oh really? I yeah. thought that one looked cool. But No, that one is like, it's like the greatest hits of American history. But, because um, you play as this Indian dude, and his name's Connor. Um but it's like you go on like Paul Revere's ride and it's like everything that you read about the American oh, yeah, Revolution, yeah. it's like, oh, hey, I was there too. Connor, the Indian. Like, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I met George Washington. I met all the founding fathers. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, Forrest Gump but with the Native yeah, American. Yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. And then uh, the the biggest one, I think, was the biggest game to be revealed this past week, the trailer at least, was No Man's Sky. Oh, man. That is a game I am so pumped up for. Now, let, let me explain it to everybody at home what this game yeah, is. And still please kind, correct me if I'm wrong. It's still kind of obscure it, even after E3 and Gamescom in this. This this game is a sci-fi adventure game that is set in a universe that is created in this, uh, what is it, Pure, uh, procedurally created universe? Procedurally, random, it's randomly generated. It's, but it's uh, they use procedurally uh, codes to make all these worlds. Procedural generated <clears throat> environments right. and stuff, yeah. And uh, the developers of this game pretty much say that this universe is so big. I mean, it's a space game. You get a spaceship. You get to fly around, discover new uh, species and uh, like different parts of the wor- of the universe and. So it's very, very um, minimal of what the game actually is. The one thing that they gave us is the 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 um, goal of the game. This is what was released this this week: is to get to the center of the universe, which will take any player about forty to a hundred hours to do so. Depending now, on how much exploration you do, right? Right. And, it, you know, they say it's going to be different every time you play because you start out at a different place in this universe. Now, all the trailers I've seen show, you know, other uh, Starfleets and other uh, sort of uh, players w- inside the trailer. Right. But the developers say that you'll never run into another player because it's this big. But it, every player is on the same server. I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate here a little bit. I think it sounds a little too good to be true. Like, right. I just, just, because all I've seen is a couple of the gameplay trailers, and, and all I've heard about is what you guys told me. I haven't actually read any of the interviews or anything like that, but just from that alone, it sounds too good to be true. Like, I don't, I, I just don't know how you can do all of these things so well. Um, I have a feeling that a large part of it, like, it might end up boring. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. If it's nothing but a point and click adventure where you're going around from these worlds, then it doesn't really matter how big they are. If all you're doing is going to these worlds and looking at shit, then who cares? Well, there's a little, there's more to it than just uh, like the exploration aspect. And the exploration aspect has like. Actual, but I didn't see any of that. It has actually tangible rewards. Well, yeah. I mean, well, from the you, trailers, you I might can see why you would think You that. might have seen it. They just not. Do it like uh, you'll walk by uh, minerals and it'll uh, the minerals yeah, and, will and light the little up. thing pops up and, and the, the and HUD display is like oh you found new shit that's cool well it, it's also and uh, you use those minerals to build your ship up to get further in to the next you know the next set of planets or whatever to find more to get further in it's kind of like um, I see it kind of being like a Diablo in space type thing I, I was thinking more of like Eve Online. Uh, yeah, I mean Eve Online is is but, fun but, if you like balancing your checkbook. 
<laughs> yeah, Eve Online is like a game where you're like, oh, I can't wait to play Eve, and then you set your settings. And yeah. like, All right, I'm gonna walk away for a little while. Right. Yeah, like no, the game exactly. played itself. Exactly. Play yeah. itself. Yeah. Right. But and that's still... what I'm saying is I, I think that it looks it, it does look like Eve. It looks like Eve manifested actually. Right. It looks like what Eve would look like if you actually got to play the goddamn game. Right. Exactly. And, yeah. and, but but I just I'm concerned. Like I, there was a they had what maybe a minute or two of the space fight. Yeah, right. the space combat. And while I thought that looked cool, I think the idea of exploring the galaxy and having all of these different worlds and blending like a, a flight simulator and an exploration game, I think that's so interesting. Uh, I just don't know how they're going to do it well. Uh, to be honest, the, the flight combat didn't look all that impressive. I didn't see anything that's totally different from anything I've ever seen before. Right. Uh, that's just my opinion, though. I just think it looks a little meh, and I'm waiting for that, like, gotcha moment. I'm waiting to see that thing that says, oh, man, this does look really good. And I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, I mean, it, it's still like a bunch under wraps. I think they're still about a year and a half, maybe even two years away from even releasing this game. No, and I of, think one of the articles I read is uh, they said once you do actually reach the center of the universe, that that's not the end of the game. Really? That there, yeah, that there's more to do there, and it, it opens up a lot more after that. Hmm. They're like, well, go back to the edge. Yeah, now, <laughs> now, make, it, now make it to the other side. <laughs> Complete the radius. <laughs> kind of yeah. reminds me of that uh, game Desert Bus that Penn and Teller made. Have oh, you the real time drive. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah where, you, where you drive the bus in real time from what is it, uh, Phoenix to Las Vegas? Yeah, and then like <laughs> it's a real time. It's like it's takes you eight hours. Do you ever hit traffic? No, there's no traffic. All you, and then you get to the one end, and they're like, "All right, you get one point." And like the point dial is like to the thousands. <laughs> so they're like, all right, turn around and do it again. So you just drive this bus back and forth in real time to these two cities. And it's the worst game ever, but it's like more of a practical joke. That is kind of funny, yeah. No Man's Sky to me looks like, if they do it right, like you said, yeah. Um, like the reason video games are made. Right. If it is, If it is all these things that they're saying, it could be potentially one of the greatest games ever made yeah exactly but if they if they make a misstep i mean i remember do you remember when spore came out oh, oh spore yeah. was horrible it was horrible but i remember when Girl. they were talking about it when they were originally talking about it they was all this huge sell like you could do all these things you make your make own game creatures. you build your game you decide what you do and then all of these worlds that you built it's not the only world out there everyone else's world's out there too you can interact and build a system and then when it came out all people did was make giant dicks yeah exactly it's like oh can <laughs> I, giant can I make a character that looks like homer simpson <laughs> yeah. like it was the and, and then thing. the biggest cock tease was with that game did you remember it coming out on e3 this past year and they're like oh it's now officially released and what uh spore and uh then uh at the very end of the spore trailer you see a couple squirrels run by and then you see conquer coming like chainsaw the thing the logo out of the screen and he's like well i guess if i'm not getting my own game you get to play with me in this one it's like, no, give us the Conquer game. Yeah, like, Conquer's that does not make a bad right. game good. Like, no. it's not going to sell me <laughs> no, on it's it. Like, it's like, oh, Conquer's bad for a day where he only has uh, text bubbles above him? Oh, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> the game I want to play or create. Just imagine all the sarcasm I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that would make me play Spore is if they had the giant poop monster. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, from probably, no, from... Uh, from uh, oh, uh, yeah, my yeah. mind immediately went to Dogman yeah. too, the shit demon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's. But all I'm saying is, is I'm just drawing a line here. Is is when they originally announced the concept, right. Spore sounded like something that could be potentially really impressive. Right, it that's was not like, at all. That's like every 
Peter Molyneux game. <laughs> every Peter Molyneux every, game. Every, everything out of Lionhead, really. Yeah. Uh, like, the first Fable, I remember reading about the first Fable when I was probably, like, 13. Right. And I had just, like, got my, my subscription to, to Game Informer, or maybe Xbox Magazine, I think it was. Right. And it was, like, it wasn't even called Fable at the time, it was, like, Project Ego, I think. Yep. And uh, they were like, oh, you could like you could get into a fight, and every time you die, you'll have another scar on your face, and the more scars you get, like the different people will treat you. And you could like go and cut down a tree and come back later, and you'll see it regrowing. And, and yeah, the not- stuff that they were bragging about um, back when the Fable game originally was announced is the stuff they finally just now got right in Shadows of Mordor. Yeah, with the enemies, and because the, the enemy right. system in Shadows of Mordor is so interesting. It's so the, in that game, like if you want to play an Assassin's Creed game or a Batman Arkham game. Play Shadow of Mordor because it, it's better. It, it than, is. It is all of the best parts of both of those right. games put together, except there's absolutely no story. Like it, the story is super boring the, and yeah, not the, interesting at all. The, the story there's a back. The story is just a platform for you to, to get into like to the kill system. a yeah. shitload of orcs. Yeah, like it's like if you really hate orcs, this game is awesome. <laughs> this game is really dope, but the story is basically non-existent. Yeah, I, Xbox needs to get away from Peter uh, and Lion. Peter Molyneux. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because you remember when the Kinect, the Kinect came out yeah, and they're like, yeah. they're like, Milo? look, you can you can Milo. you can play with Milo and this little boy. And like, did you see that? Yeah, yeah, I remember. He was like, "I have created a human being and locked them in this screen." Yeah, and it was him (laughs) and his fucking bald ass head, and he's like, "This is the next coming of Christ." (laughs) Video game four. You have a spot on Peter uh, impression. Uh, Yeah, let's hear. Let's hear. Tell us a game that Xbox would come out with today. A Peter Molyneux game. What's his next game? Oh wait, really quick. Did you guys ever do the thing, the 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 cell phone game that he came out with? No, 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 no. It was like a cube in like. Everybody had the same cube on their phone, and you just chiseled away at it. Oh yeah, I did that. That was stupid. Yeah, but I don't remember what was at the center of it. I don't. Either. It was like something was at the center of it. and He was like, "It's gonna change the world forever, man." No, nope. I've thought of my favorite P- Peter Molyneux game, and uh, my favorite P- Peter Molyneux game is the Peter Molyneux game, where you can create <laughs> any Peter Molyneux game that you would like to create, and you can oversell the shit out of it. Like it's just yeah, you just yeah, you just, you just it's create. like it's like a video game tycoon game where it's, you just design yeah. terrible games, Peter Molyneux, but the, game. the real game. Gameplay is trying to convince people to buy it. Now with with uh, Connect, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Look at the features you can do. Wave your arms <laughs> when you wave your arms. It waved your arms in the game. The robot people can read your body language <laughs> on whether or not you believe in your shitty game. Yeah. <laughs> no, Milo was like, she's like, do you want to play a game, Milo? And he's like, yeah. And she'd hold the thing up to the to the screen, and he like took the picture of her, and he's like, oh, that's a pretty fucking tree you just drew, or whatever. Yeah. And I, like I saw that. And I was like, that looks really cool. And then Peter Molyneux came on screen, and I was like, never no, mind. Never yep, mind. Yep, but yep. what if, in a hypothetical world, what if, what if Chris Angel had designed that game, and it's just magic tricks, and it's him on the other side of the screen, and he's like, look in your pocket, and you're like, how the fuck did this get here? Like, what the hell? What sorcery is this? Now, I, I really think that... The Kinect's levitating off the fucking Yeah, yeah, the Kinect's levitating, and you just take shit out of your pocket, and he's like, how did I know you had this picture of your wife? Those, those are my actual car keys. How did I get into the TV? Mind freak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. I can play the fuck out of that the game. The Kinect is like a really failed experiment to me in my mind. Yeah, you know, because they, they were really pushing the, the Kinect with the new Xbox One. They're like, you can't buy this console without the connect it was originally and it wouldn't six even months, run right. six months later they're like oh you can buy it without the connect it wouldn't yeah. even run without the connect yeah at, at first yeah. Ha- have we as like a, a subculture gaming subculture just decided that motion controls are done like that that, uh, like that uh, was indeed a fad and we're over it now like we've gotten away from that right yeah i mean even the wii u they even the wii which was built upon like the whole 
motion control thing. Right, right. Was like, you know what, fuck it. Let's put a smaller TV in your hand so you have to move less. <laughs> you don't even have to move your head to see what's on the TV. You know? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but we, no, the we've brought, we've like, made a Game Boy that requires a television set and a console to play. Yeah. <laughs> the Kinect is like uh, such a... It had so much potential. Like, I remember seeing it and thinking of all these different possibilities. Like, especially... Because it could take, like, pictures of the room or whatever. Like, picture, like, a survival horror game where you're playing and it's, like, dark and, and scary and there's, like, a murder on your trail. And then uh, all of a sudden it switches to the camera feed of you in your room and there's a fucking ghost standing behind you. Or there's, like, some kind of shadowy figure well, coming up on you in the camera shot. And, like, that... Stuff like that, like, the connect, Like, it had so much potential here, here's, but it's just fucking here's done Here's the now. one thing that really is is something I saw a couple years ago. And you probably already know where I'm going with this. Do you remember... Anal. No, not anal. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was... It, it was um, <laughs> Xbox Room. Do you remember that? Or the no. Microsoft Room? So, there was a story that oh, came yeah. out... Oh, yeah. No, no, where, no. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. it came out where uh, eventually Xbox is going to sell a um, a projector. Like a holodeck. Yeah, yeah. Call it a holodeck. Yeah, it's a holodeck. That's exactly what it is. It's called it's, the kettle black. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's, it's exactly what it, it is. I saw the video of that. I'm like, if that is what it's required to have a connect, you know, with that projector, I want it. Because it this thing made you feel like you were in a room, like, more than just a TV. It made right. me feel like you were immersed in this. Right, I, and, and obviously Connect was meant to be a baby step to that, but but I don't. I just think it was underutilized. It was just too much trying to be what the Wii was by the time that even Nintendo had decided that that fad was over and they were going to try and go make an actual console this time. Right. Um, but, Still but, did do a great job, but... Yeah, no, no, obviously not, but but uh, even in, uh, in turn, your idea as far as incorporating the actual room... Um, what if you were to do something like Condemned tried to do? I don't know if you remember that game. or I, think, I love Condemned. And I think Soul Suspect tried to do it recently. I didn't but, play that one. But what if you were to have a, a game where the room that you're in, they, they took the room that you were in and they placed clues to a crime that happened in the room and you had to look for clues in your own room? You know what I'm saying? That's really cool. Like, that would be such an interesting idea. Like, even if it was just a mini game, even if it was just something you could download off of the... the the Xbox Live or whatever. Condemned 2, actually, uh, I think was even better. Than, did you ever play the second one? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, because you actually like analyze like blood spatter. That's, what, that's exactly like what I'm that. talking like, about. That yeah. stuff was really cool. But yeah, what if you were to do like a survival horror game where it cuts to the room in you, like that you're in, and, and there's just a huge blood spatter on the wall behind you where you were sitting, and you had to figure out who fucking killed you based on clues that are in your own goddamn room. That's really cool. It'd be so impressive. It'd be right. so fascinating. Yeah. But I feel like video the video game industry as a whole is being rushed through, you know, like, we got to get out, we got to get out, oh, there's not a game out right now, let's let's push this one up. That's well, true you in know? some cases, like, with, with uh, like, a lot of uh, higher-end developers, like... Yeah, AAA right. gaming is definitely the turning big, into Hollywood. The, like, the yeah, biggest absolutely. disappointment with the AAA game this year would have to be, um, what is that uh, really shit, Watch Dogs. Oh, Watch Dogs for sure. Oh my yeah, god. Didn't absolutely. even play it. That's the, that's I bought the Cyber it. Hacker one? Yeah. 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 I bought it and it was just like, well, this is really not hacking anything. Oh, hit A to hack. Oh, yeah, no, that's oh. all it is. It's like, press X to make something happen. Right. It's, it's like every terrible hacker in a right. movie. Ever. Yeah. And, and they really tried to make it so that it's very immersive with all the other things you have. Play on your iPad. Play, play on your phone. Oh, and, cool. play, and, you know, you can hack things on your phone while you're playing this. It was just... Too much at times. Poor like, oh, okay. Uh, nope. Got to go over here. Got to go over here. It, it just felt like 
Dead Rising 3 I, did I wish it was stuff. just didn't more... It, didn't it send you updates to your phone? Wasn't that the yeah. gimmick? No, Dead Rising 3 did that. Yeah. Where you, you have a phone in the game and somebody calls you, you can actually pick up your phone in real life to answer it. No, that's kind but, of... But, you know, you can't play a game with one fucking hand, so why would you want to do that? Well, right. and that's my whole problem with the Wii U as well, is it's like I'm I'm already playing on a television. I don't need a smaller television to distract me from what's going on up here. Yeah. Like, well, I wanna, I wanna... The, what, they, what they sold it was, you know, for a five-player game or something where you, you could do something on your screen that he doesn't know. You sure, were, and that would be really cool. Another player, like you could hide something in the level, and player two would go and be like, "All right, I need to find this." There's a couple again, of board games I love with mechanics like right, that. They would incorporate like, really well into the Wii. But but, but how do you build a whole wait, game around that? But it's wait just a minute, like the Connect though, it's, where it's poorly executed. And no games do that. But right, you could play Clue and get that same exact experience. Why but wait, why game? why would you pay sixty dollars plus whatever the Wii U is to play Clue? Exactly. Like, that, that's what I'm like, saying. I'd rather is play like, Clue. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Now, if you could build a whole game around that, sure, that right. might potentially be fascinating. But Clue that attempt has not been made. <laughs> right. Yeah, Clue yeah. the movie, the game. Clue something the movie, like the game. The, the only thing that I that I can even think of that was remotely close to something interesting being done with the Wii U controller was um, the Zombie U multiplayer had like this like a horde mode right. where uh, just a couple of people played as the human like survivors and the guy with the Wii U pad. Uh, Chose spawn points for the zombies. And, oh, that's kind of like, cool. like, like a um, create like choke points and stuff on the map. Like an send, RTS. Yeah, to send the zombies out. And I thought that was a cool idea. Like unique things like that are cool. Blending blending of genres is always fun. If you have a group of people playing an FPS and one person with the the pad playing an RTS, that, yeah. that's actually kind of awesome. But uh, but even that, I, mean, I don't know how strong that game was. I heard little to nothing about it. So yeah, I mean it wasn't great at yeah. all by any means. Yeah. So. We gotta get so you checking your watch there, Lester. Yeah, we gotta get moving on to our next topic. I mean, we we we've, we've we talked talk a lot about. You mentioned before games. that you wanted to segue, and I and I have a really great one. But yeah, like you were saying, as far as like video games being like rushed out, they're turning into Hollywood and like rushing out stuff that like like minimal tweaks and just cr- putting out new stuff before they have a refined product that they can actually right. be proud of. Right. And uh, and I think that leads this, us into this, a, this, that, right. that was a good yeah. segue. Wasn't segue. It? I mean, it wasn't because I mentioned it very. No, it's, uh, it's, better, it's better than my segue. I'm still getting used to segways. Lefty <laughs> segue was all right. Now let's move on to the other thing. No, folks, right. you actually can't see him, but he's standing on a segue right now. I, I've so been riding around the <laughs> it's table. It's a little <laughs> weird. Yeah, it's it's. I almost fell off of it. But twice. silent though, right? Impressive. Yeah, it's electric. <laughs> going green here. So yeah, I mean, go going into being rushed out. This um, this what is it? Uh, Terminator Genesis is G- the Genesis. worst. Genesis. Genesis. Genesis is the worst trailer I've seen, and this is you know coming on the heels of Star Wars and Jurassic Park. It is just the worst thing that you can see. It's it's uh, a continuation from the previous. Uh, um, the, the first three. The, the first three. I thought yeah, it was the no, fourth. It, it, it is impressive I, to me. I, I will think say. it retcons uh, Salvation. I'm pretty sure so, Salvation. So this, this trailer pretty much has... Let's just walk through the trailer as we remember it. Well, what, hold on. What were you gonna, what I was going to say the Terminator franchise is actually notorious for every single one retconning the one prior to it. Right. Uh, I mean, it, like, it has happened every single time. At the end of 2, they stop Judgment Day, and then at 3, they're like, psych, just kidding, Judgment Day is still happening. Yeah, that's true. And then, and then in, uh, and then in Salvation, they were like, they were in the, 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 the future, and they're like, okay, we have to actually go through the apocalypse now, and then this one is retconning all of it, and just right. saying, like, okay. Right. So, so, let's just say, for the sake of the people out there who aren't as, uh, into, 
Terminator, this is the fifth one or, or fourth one. Terminator. 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 Yes. Terminator Four. It's the technically the fifth Terminator movie. Is it? Yes. It's yeah, the fifth. One, two, three. Yeah, sorry. Salvation. It's, it's the fifth. And uh, th- that's how un- how forgettable this franchise is. Like you can't even remember at this if point. it's the fourth or fifth one at this point. Correct. So let let's go through the trailer like how we remember it. So it first starts off with the post-apocalyptic um, Hollywood. What was that? One more time. Leave me alone. <laughs> but, uh, it, it's a uh, it, you see the ruins of Hollywood sign with some flight, fighter jets flying overhead. H-case. And then all of a sudden, we hear, you got to send me back in time. I can save your mother. <laughs> They're like, straight, I can save everyone. Like, you know, like, straight up, like, wait, what? Wait, wait, I thought Sarah Connor was already saved. Like, straight off the bat, it's like, I can go back and save your mother. It's like, um, what? I thought she was saved. Wasn't she saved in the first one? She was, yeah, I mean, yeah, she lived in the first one. She was in two, and then in three, she's mysteriously dead. Right, but the first one, she pretty much saved herself, right? The, the Terminator was after her, correct? I mean, I, I would argue that Kyle well, helped yeah, a little bit. Kyle, Ky- Kyle helped a little bit. <laughs> Kyle showed up, and they got some nookie. He and, helped himself yeah. to some of that vagine. Some of that Sarah Connor, right. if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> But, um... <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had something good, but... He was Sarah on her. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's better. That's better. Okay. Sarah on her. Yeah, that's what I just said. I know. I was repeating you. Okay. To, to so so let, let, let's get back to the trailer. Yeah. Like, uh, so we see, um, we see the guy who's like, I'm going to go save your mother. He gets sent back in time in this trailer. Kyle Reese, who is now Kyle way Reese. more muscular and bland <laughs> than I remember. Yeah. 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 Which is really interesting that they're going to try to match the 80s terminator it's like it's like oh yeah, this yeah he, is... like i would be suspicious if he came back I'm like, is this this guy could be a terminator himself like he's not right. far off then you know throughout the and then he has the naked conversation with with uh john connor which i think is so weird john's like monologuing to him like you could save fucking everybody so and he's like i'm naked but this is a totally normal <laughs> yeah. thing to happen right now so this up to this point everything makes sense correct uh, well i mean arguably but yeah, arguably yeah like it's a okay. retread it's a retread, right. This isn't where it starts to get messed up. It's like, all right, so he goes back in time. It's just like the first movie said, you know, Kyle. Well, yeah, it's, but for me, for me, this is this is what Salvation was supposed to be. Uh, it, you know, you're seeing the actual apocalypse and they're shooting laser guns and shit, which is, you know, the, the Salvation, when that was coming out, is what we wanted to see. We wanted to see the James Cameron vision of the future where they're fighting robots with, with laser guns. Right. Then McGee right. And stuff. Yeah. Right. So that that's the first half of this trailer is is that it's what the Terminator fans wanted to I see. Even say half. I mean, but it, it, I mean, it's, it's the a, first quarter. It's first quarter. quarter. So Kyle gets sent back in time. This is Kyle where Reese's Pieces. Kyle Reese's Pieces. <laughs> this is where the trailer makes a left turn. We're like, okay, so we're going to see like a remake or some something. Yeah, it almost know. even looks like a reboot up to this right. Point. It's a reboot up to this point. And then all of a sudden, we see uh, a couple other Terminators. Uh, yeah, they got the Liquid Terminator. We got he's the not liquid. supposed to be there yet. Yeah, he was supposed to be right. in uh, the second movie. In T2. Right, in T2. Now he's in T1. You know, so it's like, here already, we, we've seen just like one clip of the Liquid Terminator uh, coming back. And we're like, he's not supposed to be there if he's going back to Sarah Connor. Then Sarah Connor comes in and goes... 
come with me if you want to live. Yeah, the which is the cash grab line. Which is the I, they just threw that in there. They're like, oh, it's Terminator. People love catchphrases. Huh? It's the 80s. Uh, Come with me fuck if you, you. want to not die. Yeah. <laughs> Come with me if you want to not die and stuff. Right. Um, so we're like, um, what's going on here? It's like yeah, right she, now. She, he jumps in the truck. He's he's confused too. And he's like, what the hell? I'm supposed to be saving your life. And she's like, no, nah, man, you guys messed up the timeline a bunch. Now it's you all fuck shit up. up. Now it's all jacked up. And uh, I don't know. We already right. took care of that last Terminator. Yeah. How? With the Terminator. Yeah. And then there's old Arnold is walking up. And then you see <laughs> you see young Arnold. And it looks like they're fighting each other. So what happened is. Way, obviously where it's going to look like they're fighting each other. No, what happened is, is, is this, old, this old Arnold came back and protected her even before Kyle showed up in the original film they sent the, the Terminator back the older the old Arnold came back fought Arnold from the first film and changed the timeline so you think that okay so that Arnold the old Arnold that we see is saying, not the Terminator from the first film is, he is well because that was that was the young Arnold was the Terminator from the first film that we see the in old trailer. Arnold we see walking up with a shotgun would have to be Arnold from the third movie no, because he's blown up too. I, I have no he's idea. That's, right, that's, right. That's, that's, right. that's where he started getting. Where did okay. this Terminator come from? Because the Resistance doesn't know about him. Because they still send Kyle back to this time. They the 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 Skynet, the bad guy robot dudes, don't know about him because he's fighting them. So where the hell did he come from? That's my biggest right. question with this whole thing. But yes, him being there, he fights Arnold from the first film, changes the events so that everything is just disregarded now. It's a total retcon, and they're Star Trekking it. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, it's they're absolute can- canonical reboot. What, it is exactly a copy of Star Trek. And and what he's meaning is, uh, he, pretty much, he th- uh, James thinks that he, the whole story franchise is going to be redone. It, no matter what in the first four happened, this is going to be a starting point for the next four or five Terminators. Exactly, right. it is serving it, as both sequel so, and reboot. But yeah. but canonical, which means uh, it it makes sense, which within the story of the previous four movies. Yeah, kind of like how the new Star Trek rebooted. It's it's a when, remake when Spock and a reboot. went back in time in Star Trek, he changed the timeline, which allowed us to have a new series of adventures with this cast, which is how they got away with explaining a new set of movies yeah. right. with this thing. And that's exactly what this film is doing. They sent old Arnold back. He's going to serve as a mentor figure to Khaleesi. And he killed... He, <laughs> <laughs> Khaleesi. Khaleesi. He killed young Arnold and was like, fuck you, you're gone. And then they're like, what's going on now that T-1000's Asian? And they just get a whole new set of characters that they can do all the... Do you think that's like a that's like a side effect of the time travel? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, like exactly. race swapping? Yeah, all, all of Skynet like, is Back is to the Asian future now. 4, Marty is black and the doc is like a, <laughs> like Filipino. I would love that movie, yeah. Oh, man. And then, uh, what what other movie did they recon, or did they just do? How cool would that be, though? Just for half a second. Can we just do, can we do a film where Michael J. Fox now goes back in time and we get a, a Back to the Future reboot and he serves as like an old mentor? Like he serves as the crazy Doc Brown for a young Marty who's played by a new actor with doesn't have Parkinson's? Yo, no, I always <laughs> wanted to do a Back to the Future sequel where, where, uh, Time Shark! Time Shark, yeah. Time, time Shark! shark no. Um, I, was I actually to do love to this th- idea, by the way. What? The, the idea you're about to tell me. Yeah, right Back now. to the Future uh, sequel where Marty finds out that Parkinson's is like a side effect of the time travel, and he goes back in time to tell himself not to time travel or else you're going to get fucking Parkinson's, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's going to wreck your body. Yeah, but... Like, just look at me. But when he tells himself, he starts to fucking fade away, so now he's got to go back and convince himself to listen to Doc Brown and to actually take part in the first three movies. <laughs> 
That doesn't make any sense, the second part that you said. I, I like the setup, but the, the rest of the plot is nonsense. He tells himself not to time travel right. so that he doesn't get Parkinson's. So old Marty fades away. So old Marty starts to fade away, and he says, well, shit, I like living... So he but the, has but the, to go back and but, convince no, no, himself. No, no, but, the, but the Marty, the, the young Marty, that he would still exist. He would just be like, "Oh, well, that version of me's gone, but a different version of me is still going to exist." But wait, the Marty that he's talking to, old Marty, is talking to the young Marty who never time traveled before, so he doesn't realize what's actually going on. He thinks the old uh, Marty just died or something. Maybe, maybe, but I didn't still. take it through. Okay, I just you got people put me on the spot. All right. But but my point is, I think that's still a cool idea. Sorry, but back yeah, to, it, it's, back to Terminator. It's, it seems like a lot of movies right now are do, doing. You know, like, oh, the last couple movies, ah, they don't matter. Especially with X-Men... Uh, uh, Days of Future Past just did it, too. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say, Star Trek, uh, Looper had a very similar plot. Obviously not a reboot of anything. Right. But Looper did a similar plot. And then you have uh, Days of Future Past. Days and now of Genesis. Future, Days of Future Past pissed me off. I hated because, that movie. Really just rude. because the end. Just because of the end. They're like, oh, by the way, you know the first three movies that you we made you sit through and watch and, you know, be like, oh, you feel Connect that... to these characters and right. all that stuff. Yeah. Feel like, like everything that happened to them, uh, nothing. It, it never happened. Uh, don't worry about those three films. They never happened. So just erase those out of your mind and never go back and watch them because they mean nothing now. Again, playing devil's advocate a little bit, Josh knows how I feel about this, but I thought Days of Future Past was a brilliant chance to say, hey, remember all the shit we got wrong about the X-Men? Right. Remember what we did really right with First Class? Days of Future Past, we're going to fix it by, by erasing this. We're going to go. We're gonna show how dark the X-Men timeline can get if you follow down this path of fucking with stuff. There, there's... And then they let First Class take over and go, okay, we have a brighter day of, of X-Men ahead of us because we're going to do it right from here on out. But instead, Brian Singer took it back and he said, well, the stuff I didn't like didn't happen, but the stuff I like, that all comes Raping back. Raping little boys. The... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just a paradise for him because at the end of the film, uh, spoiler alert, the, the X-Mansion's back and he's like, there's so many children running around again. It's, it's beautiful. That's why he did it. That's he why he did it. Some way to get all those kids back on set. Yeah, exactly. That's why he did it. But exactly. The one thing I can't remember, and maybe it's just my memory, but in the third X-Men movie, okay. X-Men 3, Xavier dies. Yes. Right. How is he alive in... There is a, there's a foreshadowing scene in um, X3, uh, United We Stand or whatever, and X where where uh, Jean isn't Grey that, isn't a, there's a post credit scene too. Well, that's what I was gonna yeah, say. Okay. There's a foreshadowing yeah. scene where Jean Grey is talking about how hypothetically a powerful tele uh, telepathic could take their mind and and put it right. into someone else's consciousness. Yeah, I remember that. There's a post credit scene where uh, like Moira McTaggart is talking to somebody, some like vegetable, not a literal vegetable, a person who doesn't have brain function, and then Xavier's mind reaches out to her and is like, "Hey, psst, I'm in here," and and that's the end. <laughs> that's Charles. I, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> Guess see that. Who? But then, no, you're right though, because that's something they just glazed over in Days of Future Past. Like I don't, they didn't even touch on it, did they? Huh? There's yet. there's one there's an after credit scene in Wolverine where he's like in the airport and everybody freezes and Professor X comes out and he's like, Whoa, dude, you're alive. Professor X is like, Yeah, I'm fucking psychic that way. Can I nerd right. out for half a second? Yeah. In the comic books, Professor X has an evil, evil twin. twin. Yes. Has I... an evil twin that it comes back, looks just like him, but is female, and it's really creepy. Now, <laughs> I do think that there is a line in, in Days of Future Past where he references the fact that he had, like, a brother who was, like, a vegetable or something, and he just took over his body. But then again, it's Professor Xavier, so it could very easily be explained that he's using telepathy through the whole movie to make everyone, to make everybody think everyone, everyone like see him. Yeah. the Xavier that they're more comfortable seeing. 
Yeah, it, it, it was just like, it was very passed over. It was just like, you know, if you, I missed that scene. I missed that I want to say, I want to say it was in there. I could I, be wrong. Like, but, right, I, mean, I don't remember it happening, but. I don't remember it. All of a sudden, I like, saw the movie they're once. like, hey, check this out. People who are probably just tuning in for the first or second time. Uh, Xavier is alive. Just, just deal with it. He's, he's alive. And he's friends with Magneto. You know what else was stupid is that, um, Magneto gets like fatally wounded in the in the future storyline. Yes. Right? Where he's like stopping the Blackbird explosion and like we've seen him pull off way more impressive feats of in magnetism. That film. Yeah, of he magnetism. pulls off a more impressive and it, feat. And it, it like takes pans, a stadium. It pans down and he's got like a he's got a shard of fucking metal in him and he's just like, "Oh, I told Xavier not to put any plastic on that plane." Yeah. It's like he gets hit by the ra- one random shard of sharp plastic. Yeah. It's, it's uh, super what, dumb. What, what class class 10? What? Class, no. class five mutant? Omega level, and, yeah. and Magneto's not an omega level mutant. He's class... I, I, I'm gonna uh, nerd out again. He's not. <laughs> class He's five? Not. Iceman and Jean Grey are the only two in the films. That's right, because Iceman eventually gets like the duplicate the, powers. Well, only, the only like, thing I like OP. about uh, the end of uh, Future Past was that Jean Grey is coming back. The only, that's the I, only thing I like. liked almost nothing. About Days of Future Past right. at all. Like, no, but I mean, I, I like the Jean Grey storyline. I think Jean Grey could have her own storyline. Sure. If it's done right. Not like, oh, I'm, I love you. I, I don't love you. I love you, Cyclops. No, I love you. Well, Phoenix yeah, was because, such a... Because Phoenix was a major was a part of it. a huge villain in the in the comic books. Not even villain, but a huge, like, on and yeah, off. Yeah, it's, villain, I mean, definitively, just, like, she is she a She an entire place. planet in the, in the comic books. All right. So we're going off a little topic here. Let's go back to the Terminator thing. Where that's yeah, that's yeah, it's fine. Fun police are here, guys. We're not even halfway through. Instead of talking about a movie we know is shitty, let's talk about a movie that we know is going to be shitty. Yeah, movies that are going to suck. Uh, <laughs> so, we, so we've seen the old Arnold. We've seen the right. new Arnold. And then we see, you know, what we didn't see was Matt Smith. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. We didn't see Matt Smith or J.K. Simmons. Right. Yeah. Or J.K. Simmons, Simmons which are the two biggest selling points of the film for me. Absolutely. Right. Like because I, I love J.K. Simmons, but I I love Matt Smith almost more. I yeah. can't decide. You're you're a big fanboy of Matt Smith. Oh yeah, we are. Both Just of us are. You both are. Oh yeah. Oh god. I love he's him. Awesome. I love his stupid face. His big bobblehead face. <laughs> you know he's he's in a movie with Ryan Gosling. Really? Coming no way. Yeah, yeah. And that's like. I don't. I can't, I just popped a boner just saying that sentence. If, if there's not a full scene of Matt Smith like hooing out and like being all goofy with his hands and like freaking out and Gosling like, stone like facing him down, yeah. then I'm disappointed in everybody involved. Uh, but yeah, it didn't show a lot of stuff that I I am intrigued to see like the the J.K. Simmons uh, aspect because he's supposed to be playing a private detective and they didn't show Matt Smith or he looks like and in in the promos he looks like some kind of future soldier. I think. Right. Do we go back to the future? Do we see more of the future? Like he is in the future storyline. It seems that way. Um, I also think that he's going to be um, like the Sam Worthington type character from the last movie, the Hidden Terminator. The, oh, Hidden Terminator. Yeah. They should have swapped, man. They should have had the Sam Worthington lookalike who's playing Kyle Reese in this movie be the Terminator. Jai Courtney? Yeah, whatever his name is. And then had uh, Matt, Matt Smith as Kyle Reese would have been awesome. Can, can they stop using Arnold Schwarzenegger as the <laughs> fucking Terminator? Well, that's another thing that I thought was weird that they recast the entire cast. Except, except for, for except, Arnold. Except Arnold. Yeah. yeah. I'm the governor. 
Well, you have one problem. You, you, and I, oh, I guess you it's the same thing as Star Trek, the same exact same thing. Same exact thing as right. Star Trek. Cast everybody except for Leonard Ex- Nimoy. Except for Leonard, Leonard Nimoy. Um, but you, you, Leonard, yeah, whatever his name is. And, so you, Arnold is that vessel to connect the two. To connect the two universes. Threads. Yeah. Right. And that's why it's an exact Star Trekking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but did, star, you have one or two star-trekking. options when you're going to do that is you either have to maintain the same character. Because firstly, these things are robots. Why do they keep creating different versions of these things? Like, why do they need to put different faces on yeah, them? Yeah, why do they need to make a younger and older version of Why don't of they him? all just look exactly the same? Like, even even in T2, why did the liquid one not look like Arnold? Like, why do they need to make different faces? Well, they're infiltrator, infiltrator models. And it's, that, it's explained away in some of the extended universe stuff. Because I was a little bit of a nerd, Terminator nerd when I was younger and I read a lot of the books and the comics and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, and ex- explained that when they would find out what one of the models of Infiltrator looked like, they would oh. go to the next one. You know, oh, right? okay. So it's like, like, cool, Whoops. cool, because we're not doing a fucking podcast here, James. I apologize. Um, but no, it's like explained away. There's even a, there's a deleted scene in the in Salvation where Je- uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is in it, and he is like a commander of the Resistance forces, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna go off and do this mission. Um, and he's a character from the books who is captured and used as the basis for the model for oh, okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and Terminator. No. It's Which never they, they instead they flipped that story. Yeah, it's never explained in the, in the movies. And the whole and the whole reason why you know these robots have to have you know, to be like humanized is to be one to blend in two because the time travel can only have human flesh, right? I'm so glad you said it. <laughs> he I'm was so waiting for you to bring it up. He was Isn't for you. I was going to say, did the expanded universe has ever explain why they don't just wrap all of their future technology in flesh? Right. They have the ability to create flesh. All, they can't why, take, why, why, why does it have to be in a form of anything? Like, right. Can't why you don't have they take one of those, one of those the, the, the HKs? Why don't they take one of the HKs and just cover it in flesh and send that back in time? Right. Why don't they take one of the laser guns and cover it in human flesh and send it back in time with it? And he's like, yeah, it's a, it's a laser gun, but it just looks like a dog. But, but, <laughs> yeah, put some eyes Seriously, on it. Seriously, why not? <laughs> they would be unstoppable. They could go back and kill everyone except for the people who develop Skynet and just make them work <laughs> in labs like, like Asian kids sewing... Nikes, they could and they would solidify their future. Couldn't Skynet technically send back a Terminator with all that equipment, with a fucking flash drive that has Skynet installer on it, put it, kill every human on the planet, put, put it, it in a computer, Google. and upload it? Yeah. Like, Skynet is a fucking stupid program. Yeah, why don't they go back in time and, and make the people who develop Skynet and go, hey, when, while you're doing this, will you create a bomb that only kills living flesh? That would yeah. be really dope if you would do that. Right, exactly. And, like, like, what is stopping them? What don't and, they just and do how, Again, and, uh, the entire Terminator franchise is one giant paradox. Or as you put it earlier, the self-fulfilling prophecy. It, it just, self-fulfilling prophecy. They, Skynet sends the first Terminator back to kill Sarah Connor, therefore creating John Connor, who probably, by chance, would have just died in the explosion. It died on fucking Judgment Day. Thus, you know, thereby, whatever, like, not right. creating the resistance. But they send the Terminator back in time to kill Sarah Connor, who learns about the Terminators, who trains her son to be the leader of the Resistance, therefore creating their own nemesis. nemesis. Yeah, right. What 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 really loses me is in all these movies I've seen, it really doesn't seem like the Resistance is actually winning at all. Like, yeah, like why do they need like, to go to this extent? Like, why do they need to go back? Like, I've never seen the Resistance have an upper hand or anywhere showing an upper hand. Why can't you show us where they have the upper hand? Where well, again, oh shit, we're about to be shut down because we we have one server left of Skynet. That again, that was one of the problems with Salvation is 
that's what we were going to see. That's what we were supposed to see is the, the actual the, war. The war. And not just a post-apocalypse where like yeah. robots are insanely dominant, instead, but war. Instead, we just see uh, Christian Bale yelling at a bunch of shit. And then, including, the, 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 including the light guy. Including the light guy. Yeah. Light oh, man. And, um, <laughs> the light terminator. And then even at the end of that one, they go. he goes to the Skynet, like the main Skynet installation, and, the, and, and takes it down. What, what I would like to, to kind of transition this conversation to, or at least for me, what I think would be the most fun to, to take this home is uh, this obviously does a lot of things wrong, right. in my opinion. Right. What should it have been instead? Instead of this awkward Star Trekening, like what could they have done instead? Because I know my answer, but what could it have done instead to be to do something fresh? Because obviously Terminator has never made any sense. It's never made any sense at all. But it's fun, and that's why we keep going back. And that's like me. That's why it's my number one film franchise that I hate all of the movies, but I'm still excited to see new stuff. That's true. It's like you, you're gonna get what you pay for. You're gonna get you know you want to see robots fighting each you, other. And, right. the, and the nonsense that's is like kind of part of the fun. Like that's a why liquid machine doesn't make any they're, sense. They're terrible movies. Transform, Transformers are so bad. But you know, going into it, you're gonna see robots fighting each other and blowing shit up, and you get and that so, from them, and, it, and you're happy with it. And well, then you, you're happy with it. I'm and then you get to see Arnold say his fucking catchphrase, "I'll be back." Exactly. Right, but that's not what's fun about it. In in two, <laughs> yeah. in T two, when those things became catchphrases, they had not been established as catchphrases, right. and so it was fun because it was fun seeing a robot act like a human. Right. So they 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 lost that when Cameron left the series. They lost what the fun was in these franchises, and why we go to see him. So like That's what why Terminator Three was so it was flat it was, was so flat there. and then and then and then Salvation was just too bleak instead of having any fun with that war and and like showing a bunch of like gung ho like Rambo survivors in this apocalypse being like fuck you robots you know instead of showing anything cool it was just like it's just bland it was I, just I, like this is so serious I, I feel like in the five movies that they don't have any consistency like that there's no there's no constant style they're like oh this one's going to be uh, the first one was kind of like real is, i mean the, the first one is widely considered to be a horror film right, right. yes the second one it's, had, it's, it's, had a little bit a more comedy with like a slasher yeah yeah the second one had a little bit more comedy like oh yeah. drinking from the slurpee machine it's, i'll be com- back they and, completely shift gears into right. an action film with that's james right. cameron though yeah and, then, like and before, then he's the king of sequels and then the uh the fourth one, Salvation, was just like, oh, we're real. This is real. 100% yeah, real. Yeah, the, the third one didn't even have a style. No, none at all. The third yeah. one had no idea what it was doing. It was, I can't even remember the third one. The third one had the Lady Terminator. Yeah, the Lady Terminator. And she was like liquid in machine. Oh, yeah. She was like, right. a T, what, like a T. That was so forgettable. That, that was so forgettable. Yeah, and it was just like the only thing that was cool about it is like she could make her boobies get bigger. <laughs> That's actually true. She did do that in the scene. Yeah. She did do that in the uh, but, scene. But the third one was just like one of the most bland movies that I, I mean I'm trying to think see. of a single scene that's cool and the only thing that even comes close is the scene at the end where Arnold is like tore apart and he's still trying to kick ass and and I really like the scene where he's at like she's overrun his program and sent him to kill John Connor right that's the scene and, I'm talking yeah, about yeah there's a, it's a really cool scene where he you know like is beating John Connor to death and he and manages to like shut himself down instead yeah. of killing yeah he like beats thought, on the hood of yeah. a car for a while and, and that, that see that's a, that's a testament to it there's a, there's one scene in the entire movie that is is true to uh, the, to the, the franchise the nature of the entire franchise yeah. right yeah, I mean, it, I, I would. And like, I think, and honestly, in, in its defense, like as much as I dislike McG, I think uh, uh, Salvation has inklings of that in as well. There's some uh, really cool tracking shots, uh, like some long extended action tracking shots right. that that are really cool. Um, but I think McG has like some weird fetish with helicopter crashes. That's because there's true. like three helicopter crashes in that movie. Yeah. I, I would really like to see this movie go into more of the future of this. 
I, I'm sick of the past. The past, the past has been done so many times. The future, you know, they tried to do the future a little bit. It wasn't great. I mean, it, they really need to stick with the future and to the point where I want to see this series end. There's never an ending. They, I want this series to, I want to see Skynet be finished. I want to see rebuilding. Or the humanity. It's yeah. 2014. Come on. Right. That's kind of like what he was saying before, where it's notorious for retconning the previous entry. Right, exactly. Every, right. At the end of every entry, they either stop Judgment Day or except for the third one the third one actually like they the, don't the third one they, the, actually I was going to say the ending is really beautiful yeah. I, I actually think um, but so you're saying like you, your Terminator sequel instead of Genesis would be uh, what Salvation should have been what they, Salvation, uh, was well, you Salvation see, wasn't you know well you see what you're saying is you want to see the story after they send Kyle Reese back like okay we sent Kyle Reese back we ensured right. that John Connor exists right we've made it to this point in time now what now let's go let's finish off Let's like, see the actual let's, war. Let's see let's what see the repercussions makes, of of John Connor. Of right. John Connor winning. Let's see what actually makes Skynet be afraid of the resistance. Okay. Because even in uh, Salvation, they only took down like what one building, you know? And, yeah, like Skynet headquarters. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't even. It wasn't even like oh, that was we we saved humanity. It it, it wasn't even like that. It so, was. Yeah. What happens in in the future with? We've we have never seen the moment after they send Kyle Reese back. Yeah, what happens in the future after the first three films, the past events, like because they they stop Judgment Day. Or All they, they've ever done is ensure uh, Sarah a, Connor lives a in the first one. They stop Skynet, or they they almost completely stop Judgment Day into completely in two. Um, in three, it happens, but like I mean, they can totally matrix the fuck out of this movie and go, we live together. Go and talk to a big giant fucking computer. But like, no, we can coexist. That's not how you end this franchise. Uh, no, I'm not. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> uh, it's funny. I actually, uh, I feel like I'm beating up on you a little bit, Lester. But my answer is directly the opposite thing. And and to bring it full circle a little bit, uh, my ideal Terminator franchise is actually every movie we go back a little further in time and we reverse Assassin's Creed it. <laughs> that's no that's my legitimate right. answer is is if, if this were my movie and i were making this movie it would be the, the robots are like fuck he's humans man all right fuck it go kill sarah connor's grandparents and they, and then you find out they're like mafiosos and they got tommy guns and like you know rolls royces and shit and they're just and like, then eventually terminator 12 it's like let's go kill jesus well no yeah, no, no let's go kill adam and eve exactly yeah. adam and eve they're just like fuck it kill adam and eve <laughs> And that's the that's the end of the series. That's actually my that if, if, if someone gave me ultimate control over Terminator, that's exactly what I would do. And then they send Kyle Reese back, but and they they get to actually skip the whole scene where the Terminators have to find clothes. Right. Yeah. Exactly, because he just stands up, or it'd even be better if he stands up and he's already got a leaf on. Yeah. <laughs> Give me your clothes. And he's like, it's just a leaf. I need, I need you your leaf. I need your leaf. Yeah. And it's like it's just a leaf. You could have it. I don't know if I have an answer for this one. That's actually. Those are those like those. What other directions are there besides the two that you guys have already brought? Star Trekking it, going forward or going backward. Yeah, there's not there's not much else that you can do besides well, uh, for time me. Time shark. To, we're not gonna time shark. <laughs> we need to add your time shark to this. Magic movie. school bus. You, I've already we've already Scooby Doo ending. <laughs> yeah, Scooby Doo ending. And, and the Terminator was Arnold Schwarzenegger the whole time. Or you could last action hero it, and the robots infect the real world. Yeah, I guess for me, really, what. what if I was going to go full Josh Martin on it, I would do either like a like the time machine malfunctions and sends him like to the middle of the city 
and it's like a fish out of water tale where the Terminator doesn't know how to do anything in the city and he's like trying to hail a cab but he's completely naked. You know? And it's like it's like adventures in babysitting but with the fucking naked Arnold Schwarzenegger oh in the middle God. of the city. I would um, watch that movie. Yeah, right? That or, would be so great. Or I would do it... Um, Spinoffs, like I would bring it like a like different franchises or whatever, and I would maybe go back to the horror roots and do something like, um, you know, they send it back for a different reason or to kill like all of these particular people in like a faction of the resistance or something. Well, they did try like that in three, but uh, but yeah. Oh, that's true. She did. Go, yeah, they did kind of try that. But I, I never, I didn't if, watch a lot of the TV show. Did they do stuff like that in the TV show? I don't know. They actually jumped forward in time in the TV show. Because it goes, it goes back. The Terminator goes back, and then uh, the the I totally forgot about the TV yeah, yeah. show. TV show continuity wise is between two and three, right? Yes. Yeah. Summer Glau is like, I'm actually a Terminator too, and I'm a little girl Terminator. And I'm gonna protect you from the big mean Terminators. And then they're like, we gotta run away from the Terminators, and the only way they won't find us is in the future, where this TV show is currently airing. So they jump ahead to whenever the TV show is airing, and so they can get away with not having to constantly show the past. I got I got the best twist of this. This is a M Night Shyamalan twist. Okay, oh, go okay. ahead. We're all Terminators. <laughs> yeah, you find out. You find out that they've been Terminators. Oh <laughs> yeah, and then they send one human back to like kill the Terminator. <laughs> Mind blown. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I, my idea was much stupider. I was gonna say he goes back in time to borrow your fish out of water tail. Like he has a <laughs> he, he has a meat cute with like a, a red box machine or something. Yeah, and it's just a rom com. <laughs> and then it's like, oh Siri. See, I was gonna say, and then it's like her from there on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, Arnold finds. Uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson, and it's just a rom-com from that point out. Yeah. All right, guys. I think uh, this is a good stopping point. Thank you, Josh. Are you gonna you want to do the, your question, your customary question? You want to? Oh yeah. Question? Oh yeah. I totally forgot about this. As a way to end my we podcast, we didn't do this. Either. We're, we're you're out of time. Yeah, we're out okay. of time. To end the show, every uh, I've started this last uh, podcast is if you can uh, create any sequel to a movie that shouldn't have a sequel, Ooh. what would it be and how how would the sequel turn out? How would the sequel turn out? To a movie that shouldn't have like a, a sequel. A sequel, like a, almost like a guilty pleasure sequel. Like I know it shouldn't right. exist, but I still right. want to do right. it anyway. That, like, you know, that, like Inception should never have a sequel. Right, because, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have an answer on the spot. That's tough. I mean, Josh, um, yours was uh, uh, Jaws Five. No, well, mine was Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit, um, yeah. But I brought up my Jaws Five script. Jaws Five. Um, this is not a real answer. I might cop out of an actual answer and think of something soon. But uh, Josh and I have always wanted to do a gritty reboot of children's television series. Yeah. We've always wanted to do a gritty reboot of children's television series. And it's like an Avengers uh, style uh, movie where uh, a kid goes into a class, like a, a recluse of a kid or a, like socially abused kid goes into a class and it's the Barney class. And they tell him, you just have to imagine him. And he imagines this fucked up dinosaur and it turns into Godzilla. And then we skip ahead into the world that this Godzilla Barney has created. And all of these children's like blues clues is like a detective like a noir detective and shit and uh the big comfy couch is like an armory and uh the teletubbies are like like nuclear like suits and stuff and they go into like these wastelands to fight them and the ending is they have to magic school bus it to uh they have to use the magic school bus to go inside down, Bar- go, inside. go inside barney and yeah. kill him from the inside out this is what we talk about when you're not around this is what we talk about and i i and, and as stupid as that sounds i would actually love to write that. i would write the dick off that be, movie that'd be hardcore and i would right. be, before right. before Hold the break like can, can i bring up one other one really quick oh, that oh, i forgot oh, to tell you about last oh, time that oh, i think oh, you'll love let's let's continue with james okay so let's shoot josh you and i shoot off 
uh, different kids shows. And I'll, you gotta I'll play this game. Like from right. what what era? Nineties? Any era? I don't care. Fraggle Rock. Fraggle Rock. I've never seen. They're little puppets that are live underground. Like, what do they do in this world? It's like a kid's like, oh, you showed a shit. No, no, but I'm saying, like, your question is, what does, like, what does yeah, the show what, Fraggle Rock do yeah, in this world? Correct. They, they would be like the like the underground gun runners. Yeah, they would be <laughs> underground gun runners in the sewers, or or, yeah. or they they transport like um like uh, survivors it, from one place to a safe haven, like underground railroad, like an underground railroad. Yeah. yeah. Dora the Explorer. Dora the Explorer, I actually, they actually already did a gritty reboot for this and uh, that trailer, and I think it's awesome, but she would be like an Indiana Jones type, like a Lara Croft type uh, badass would she be, chick. She, would she be the hero? Huh? She, she wouldn't be the hero to me. The hero would be... Uh, Diego. The, Diego. <laughs> the hero would be like a, like a new character who, who like watched all of these things growing up or something. The hero would be like one of us. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like somebody who grew up with, with And Boots would, obviously be, Boots would obviously be a genetically mutated ape, and he's like a big like Hulk-type character. Like played by Andy Serkis, obviously. Yeah, played by Andy Serkis. <laughs> and uh, and um, what's Swiper? Swiper would be like a world-class thief. Like a, like a high-class like art thief. Yeah, like a world-class like art Cooper thief. Like Sly Cooper type, you know? Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, you okay. already brought up Big Comfy Couch, which was my favorite. Yeah, um, the Armory scene. Does would Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fit into this? No, I think they're too a little, a little no, too that, grown up. Yeah, yeah. you have to Are, go kiddier. Bananas in pajamas. Bananas in pajamas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, bananas in pajamas are clones that we've created as foot soldiers against <laughs> against the Barney Godzilla. And what we do is we actually replicate them, and then but we send them in two at a time. All right. Uh, I was gonna say they own like a like a gentleman's nightclub. <laughs> oh, that's good too. <laughs> yeah, they they, they, yeah, they own a gentleman's nightclub in this uh, post apocalypse or whatever. Yeah, they they're like this like the swindlers. Yeah, know? yeah. And can their uh, place be called bananas? Yeah, <laughs> bananas. Yeah. Bananas. Yeah, that shit is bananas. <laughs> uh, how about that frog from Gullah Gullah Island? Gullah Island? Yeah, that's like no, 90s. That's a cartoon? That sounds so no, familiar. It was a big giant frog living with these people on like Nick Jr. like on an island. It was a big giant frog, like a guy in a big giant frog costume. Yeah, I don't remember Gullah Gullah Island. I know I, I, I know I watched it, but I don't remember it. Yeah. I don't, even, I don't either. I used to watch that when I was sick from school because there's nothing else on Nickelodeon at the time in the 90s. Read Between the Lions. You ever see that show? Read Between the Lions? Yeah, Lions. No. I actually my my little sister watched it, but about that time I was not into like watching kids shows. Um, let's see what else is there. Uh, I they always also like Zabumafu, which I actually oh, thought was a pretty. We're good forgetting show. we're forgetting the biggest kids show there is, Sesame Street. Sesame Street would actually. We'll, we'll be go fun. through. We'll go through. Big Bird. I actually would really love it if Big Bird was like a like like a big bird, but he was like a mechanical like um like, like a mech like a mech suit. He yeah. was a big bird, and he was like a flying mech suit they try to use <laughs> to fight Godzilla Godzilla Barney. And, and with, like, the help of Snuffleupagus? Yeah, exactly. With the help of Snuffleupagus would be also be another one. Um, yeah, but, I would say Sesame Street would be, like, the... Like the, ghetto like the actual... Of, like, the, like, the ghetto of the city they live <laughs> well, in. I was yeah. going to go the opposite direction with it. I was going to make Sesame Street, like, an Arkham Asylum, and Elmo is, like, the crazy Joker-esque oh, head of the better. asylum. That's much better. Yeah. Do you want to tickle Elmo? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> Do you know the way to Sesame Street? <laughs> Very menacing. Yeah, yeah, just a pickle for a dollar. So creepy. Yeah, that, that's what I would do with it. I would make it this kind of like insane asylum. The for Muppets. Puppets. The oh. Muppets, like Kermit and stuff. I would make the Muppets like a street game. But I would. But I think the Muppets are even with, a like, more the... grown up. 
Yeah. I, I think they're still on the verge. Of they, kids. they they can they can fit the, in. The there. only reason that they're more grown up is because they're nostalgic right now. Oh, I guess that's true. I guess that's fair. I think I think that's the only reason why. All right, so we got your whole kid story and everything. Now, Josh, you wanted to go back to you your whole on? idea? Yeah. No, I'm doing something fresh that I didn't bring up in the last show. Um, the the Friday Thirteenth sequel that I always wanted to do. Not okay. Friday Thirteenth. Um, Saturday the Fourteenth. Nightmare on Elm Street. Newer Nightmare? Yeah, I have. There's two. Because um, Nightmare on Elm Street, there's, there's, uh, I don't remember what number it is, but Newer Nightmare, or New Nightmare, is one of my favorite horror movies because it's so meta. Seven? Okay. Um, but basically, the story with New Nightmare is that Friday the 13th is a movie that exists, or not, why do I keep saying Friday the 13th? Nightmare on Elm. Nightmare on Elm Street is a movie that exists in the universe of the movie. Uh, and the, the lead is the, the actress who was the lead in the first movie, but she's playing herself. So she's not playing a character; she's playing herself. Yeah, Wes Craven plays a character in the film, and yeah, uh, Wes Craven Robert plays Edlund. the writer of the script of the first movie, and Robert England is a character also. In, you know, um, but it's basically Freddy's coming to stalk the actors of the first movie. <laughs> you know, to, it's actually it's actually it's, a really good film. It's, it's very, very very cool. It's very '90s cheesy, but it's a very right. clever script. It was it's, right when Wes Craven was doing that Scream meta stuff. And yeah, it's or, right before Scream, so it's it's like his first experiment in being meta, and it's almost too meta. Yeah, because he didn't know how to like dial it back in a little bit, like he did with Scream. But uh, my idea for newer Nightmare is uh, basically it's it's a similar setup, but it's old Freddy Krueger coming to fight the new Freddy Krueger from the remake, and, and basically. Uh, because in the remake, it's a demon that right. Wes Craven has captured by creating the character Freddy, and he captures this demon inside of Freddy. <laughs> that, yeah, it's that's, really that's cool. actually the no, plot of the really film. Cool. And uh, and uh, and so he captures this demon inside of the Freddy, and then he's this, the demon has decided he likes Freddy, likes being Freddy, so he just embraces it. And then in New Nightmare, it's actually a demon haunting the real world. It's very <laughs> cool. And then yeah, newer Nightmare would be like that. That demon is doesn't like the persona of the new Freddy Krueger, so they. They like do battle and like Michael Bay would be a character. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He produced it yeah. and um, like Wes Craven it would basically be Wes Craven and Michael Bay on two separate ends of the spectrum of like what makes horror and stuff like that and horror satire tropes and stuff um, in old school and new school fighting and clashing. Um, but I also had a separate idea for a mashup uh, where the team from Inception has to go and fight Freddy Krueger in his fucking dreams. Oh yes. my god. So, yeah, that so would it's, be awesome, it's yeah. Inception versus Freddy Krueger. Yeah. And it's like a po- apocalyptic world where Freddy Krueger is like I, killed I, everybody in in uh he's like here, the king of the world. Here, here's and the, the only people who can fight him is like Leonardo DiCaprio and Joseph Gordon Levitt from Inception and they go into Incept his fucking dream and like fight him. So you'd call it Inception on Elm Street? Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. That's actually a direct lift from a scene in New Nightmare because the kid asks his mom if she can come into his dreams with uh, her and the, with him. She asks if she can come into his dreams with him. And right when we watched the movie, the very first time I watched it, Josh had seen it several times, I turned to him, we turned each other at the exact time, and we go, Inception? <laughs> Inception versus Freddy Krueger? Because that was the first time I watched it. And, we, and, we just, and that night we just sat down and we mapped out like a whole idea of like what we wanted to do with that movie. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, well, that's uh, our podcast. Thank you, Josh. Uh, anytime. And possibly in two weeks, maybe we'll get our pal Trevor. Yeah, eventually we'll have to get him in here for sure. We'll talk about The Shining. Yeah. Any, oh, any yeah. T-Brick piece of shit, oh we can, my God. he'll talk about that. And uh, James, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And with that being said, yeah. I'll be back. Real, real quick again, uh, make sure to check out James and I's YouTube channel. 
goodness. Oh, come on. You get another I'm going to plug it every time, Lester. Plug it every time? Yeah, this plug's actually for me. I wasn't on the last one. So uh, what you said, but again. No, you go ahead. Take take the plug this time, James. Good Enough Films on YouTube. We have several extremely fun short films and skits and things like that. So go check it out. Yeah, cool. Super dope. All right. Thank you. We'll be back. And we'll see you next week.